Hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, hey, Courier Nation. I think last week I said that uh, I was going to kind of scale it down a little bit on the podcast for uh, the rest of the month. I'm not sure this week's going to be scaled down as much as I thought. But anyway, you know, one of the beautiful things about uh, doing things like podcast episodes is I can record it and then I can just schedule when it goes live. And, and that's what's happening this week. So as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it right away, uh, I'm actually doing all of this recording early in the week because by the time this does go live, my wife and I, we're going to be up in the mountains for a year-end retreat. Or we might be stuck in a snowdrift. I don't know. We made our plans and our reservations and then the forecast changed. So we're looking at, uh, we saw something about some areas getting 30 inches of snow. So we're kind of wondering about what that's going to be like. But, you know, I see all that snow in the forecast and I think, you know, should I stay home and uh, should I just make some good money instead? And and that's the thing about this time of year, because snow day, yeah, a snow day can be payday, you know, in, in, in our line of business. Here's the thing. When the weather gets bad, people don't want to go out, you know, and so they end up ordering in. And in fact, it seems like if there's just a dusting of snow or even just a bit of a sprinkle of rain and all of a sudden my phone is just blowing up with delivery offers, uh, we're getting wimpy. You know what I mean? As, as a culture, I guess. But anyway... Knowing that bad weather is coming is one thing that kind of gets you through those slower summers. And when the weather's nice, you know, people are going out for picnics, they're dining out where you can sit outside, they're grilling. And the one thing they're not doing is uh, ordering as much food. But it's during those nicer times that I just have to remind myself that fall is coming. And fall, well, it means football and people order food to watch football. Now that's starting to kind of wind down a little bit, but It also means that the weather is changing, and that can be a really good thing in our industry because things won't be quite as slow. And here's the deal. I think there's there's some good things for what we do about when the weather gets bad. You know, uh, bad weather means higher incentives from a lot of the carriers. You know, when there's where there's a lot of orders coming in, there's more orders coming in than what there are drivers to pick them up. Grubhub and DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, all the others, they're scrambling to make sure that they get those orders delivered. And uh, I have found that like with DoorDash, I've had times where it's been up as high as $13 extra per delivery in my market because they just need to get those orders delivered. And I've passed on actually higher amounts, I think, in the past. I'll get into reasons for that in a little bit. But Orders are stacking up at the restaurants, and and all of these companies are just begging for drivers to go out and deliver. And there are nights that I've actually made about $40 an hour or so. And the incentives and the bonuses were just that crazy. And folks, that's the kind of money that uh, that can make a lot of people jealous. You know, they start looking at that and saying, you made how much last night? It's the kind of thing that It kind of makes it a no-brainer, doesn't it? When the weather's bad, go out and deliver, right? Get out there and drive. I think another thing that is good about 
bad weather is that I find that there's a lot less wait time when the weather gets bad. So the good news is when it gets really crazy like that, it's more likely that the food is going to be ready. Now, unfortunately, that might mean the food is cold because it's been sitting there waiting, but I'm not waiting as long for the food to get fixed on on that kind of a busy, crazy busy type of night. And I think the other side of that is that uh, restaurants, they don't have as many people coming in to eat. And so there's there's less of this competition between the dine-in orders and the delivery orders. And, and if you've been in some places, sometimes you get to feel like delivery really is a low priority. So I've known some places, though, that, you know, they get slammed with the delivery orders and all of a sudden those delivery orders are taking priority for them. They're starting to become front and center for them. They want to make sure that they are staying on top of that. So those can be, I think, a lot of the good sides about delivering in the really bad weather. I think there are times that it can be really profitable. I will say that there are some downsides to the bad weather as well. You know, some of my worst times for delivery can be in bad weather. Uh, There's a point where it's almost like there's a tipping point that you hit and all of a sudden it goes from really great to really bad. And so here's some things that uh, start happening with the bad weather. Now, one thing that has really kind of surprised me when I first noticed this is tips actually start getting worse at times than, than better. And you would think, you would expect that it would be just the opposite. I can remember one of my first nights when I was delivering, it was a snow night, and I was just sure that people were going to be grateful that I'm going out there delivering for them. You know, I'm going out in the snow, I'm facing all of this stuff so they don't have to go outside, and you would think that the tips were going to be good. And I was floored by how many people didn't tip at all. Now, at the time, I was just doing Uber Eats, so that probably explains some of it. But I tell you what, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, you know. It was almost like the tipping got worse, and that's frustrating. You know, when you walk away from a place and you're thinking, yeah, I'm out there risking life and limb and I'm braving this horrible weather so you can stay in a warm house and you don't bother to tip. And you just start thinking, what's wrong with these people? I think there's a couple things that factor into why that tipping can sometimes go down. You know, one thing that I discovered happens sometimes is that the delivery platform might be charging more for those high demand deliveries. Now, one I can remember one of the rare times that I had decided that I wasn't going to go out. It was during a snowstorm, and I thought about ordering in myself. And then I looked up on my uh, looked it up on Uber Eats, and every restaurant they were charging a fourteen dollar and forty nine cent delivery fee, fourteen dollars and forty nine cents just for the delivery. Now, here's the thing, though, is when I looked that up. You know, I, I I pulled up. I thought, man, maybe it is a good time to go out and deliver. And I opened up the Uber Eats app, and it was just the normal boost. They weren't they were charging the customer all that extra money, but they weren't paying it out to the drivers. You know, and this was at a time when uh, two ninety nine delivery fee was kind of standard fare. But what happens is when a customer sees that huge increase in prices, they just assume that the driver's getting all of that. And so they figure, okay, the tip's kind of being forced, right? And so I think there are a lot of times where they don't tip because they think we're getting a lot extra. And sometimes we are, but uh, too often that's not the case. I think another thing that happens too is you get a lot of people that start ordering food when they don't normally order in. These are people maybe that don't order that often. 
And and one thing you got to remember about delivery and tipping and and delivery fees and all of these things, you get a lot of people that if they haven't ordered much through Uber Eats and Grubhub, I think they've been conditioned by all of the years that you know pizza and sandwich shops were doing free delivery. So that bar was set kind of low. And then all of a sudden they pull up one of these apps and there's a delivery fee and there's some extra charges there. And they assume that all that's going to the driver. And I think the other part of it is, especially people that don't use Grubhub and DoorDash and all of that that often, and probably a lot of people who do, is they kind of assume that, you know what, the driver's getting an hourly wage on top of it, and then they're, they think that uh, we're getting that uh, other fee on top of it. So they kind of figure out, we're probably making some pretty good money right now. They don't need to tip. And I think that's especially true on like newbie customers because, you know what, honestly, I think they think that we're being taken care of. And here's another part too that sometimes happens when you've got people that the weather is just really bad and you got somebody that hardly ever orders and they they, they just decide, okay, I am going to go order in. Because you get a lot of people that are out there that they don't like the tipping culture. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a whole group of people that don't, don't like it. And, uh, some pretty significant names that I've heard that, you know, speak out that this whole thing with tipping, just there's something wrong with it. And I'll tell you what, there are some other points that I can't argue with. I mean, as far as for somebody who my money relies on tips, yeah, I want people to be tipping, but there's some issues with the, t- the tipping thing. There's there's issues with it when when I go and I uh, especially when I have to pay with a card or something with the with the uh, apps card for an order and you can't tip you know um, when you have uh, the restaurant workers that are uh, working just as hard as we are to get it all put together and there's no tip for them but there's a tip for us and th- there were just a lot of things like that that they're not equitable so I get it and I understand why some people don't like that. And and the truth is that a lot of people that don't like it, they don't do delivery because they just the whole system they say they feel like is is not right. And but the problem is is then if you get that bad weather and they kind of realize, okay, I don't want to go out, I don't have food here, all right, I'll go ahead and order, you know. And they're gonna stay true to that. So I think you got a lot of things like that that kind of add up to people not tipping on those bad delivery nights. I think another thing that you run into too is that sometimes you get people that have had bad experiences before, especially when you get to the people that they only order in when the weather's bad like that. And you know how it gets sometimes. You go in to pick up an order and there are a whole bunch of orders stacked up waiting for drivers that we've got more orders than there are drivers. And the food's starting to be really late. And you're starting to get a lot of really grumpy customers. And, you know, and sometimes with some of these places, the places they put the food, they're not being kept warm there. The food's been sitting out for a half hour by the time you get there. And if the weather's really bad, it's cold out and stuff like that. And you get a lot of drivers that they don't use the delivery bags. And, you know, by the time the food gets to the customer, it is really late. The customers are really hungry. They're fed up with waiting. And now the food is ice cold. and. And then they feel like they kind of got burned a little bit because they tipped before. And so the next time they turn around and they they order, yeah, I'm I'm not going to get fooled again, right? I am not tipping. I'm going to hold on. And uh, 
And the problem is, is when all those things happen, who gets blamed is the drivers, even the ones that are very conscientious and very good. And so guess who's not getting a tip the next time these people order? So there's a lot of things like that that kind of add to not getting as many tips a lot of times on those bad weather nights. Here's another thing to think about is that bad weather, it can create some efficiency problems. Now, I have to say that I get really annoyed with Grubhub, and in particular when when it's snowing here in Denver and the weather's really bad because it's like they don't realize the weather's bad, and they're still trying to send you to uh, restaurants that are seven or ten miles away. And it's like they don't realize that, yeah, that's going to take forever by the time you get there. And, And you wonder if they realize how long it's going to take to get the food from the restaurant to the customer when the weather is really slowing things down. Now, obviously, I'm declining the heck out of those orders, but it is a problem, though, when I'm doing Grubhub because they dispatch in two-minute increments. It's not like rapid fire like the other apps. It takes two minutes unless a a dispatcher kind of comes in and intervenes. So it's two minutes until the next offer. So sometimes that can actually slow you down when you get just you know, especially several of these stupid orders one after another. You also have to realize, though, that, you know, whether it's heavy rain or snow or ice, you're just going to be slowed down. So it takes longer. And on on the average, I'm deli- I'm averaging about 2.4 deliveries per hour. And so it's about 24 minutes of delivery. And I've noticed that when it's like, you know, especially when there's real good snow, I'm down under two per delivery, usually about 1.8 or something like that. So it's really slowing things down. You're not able to get as many deliveries in. And you remember what I said just a little bit ago about how the customer experience sometimes is worse. Well, you know, here's here's another thing that happens as a result of that is uh, this can be a real problem sometimes when it is just super busy, when when orders are starting to run really late. You get an order, you go to the restaurant, and about the time you get to the restaurant, you get a notification that the order has been canceled. The customer just got tired of waiting, they got frustrated, they canceled, and you've wasted your time driving to that restaurant, and you're back at square one while waiting for that next offer. Another thing that you have to think about is there's that safety issue. Folks, people forget how to drive in this bad weather, and it becomes a free-for-all. And it's like the lane markers disappear, and people don't care about them anyway, and there's no such thing as lanes anymore, and people are running red lights more often, people are losing control. And folks, you might be an excellent driver, but the problem is that there's a lot of idiots that you're out on the road with who are not. And so even when you are a great driver, you know... There can be hidden conditions that can sneak up on you, and uh, sometimes even the very best drivers can get caught in an issue. Now, I want to bring one thing up real quick while I'm talking about this. Just today, I got a call from a reporter who wanted to talk about insurance. They found me on uh, the website, and uh, she's writing a story about a girl who got into an accident while driving for Grubhub. And this girl who was in the accident her insurance is not going to cover her because she was delivering and personal car insurance tends to 
not cover delivery work. That's something you got to be aware of. And this particular girl, she's probably going to have to file bankruptcy because she can't afford to pay the damages. She can't afford to pay for, for the damages to her car or to the other person. Her bank's coming after her now because, you know, they pretty much call the loan due as soon as it, uh, as soon as the car gets totaled. And so if you're using personal insurance, you're more than likely not covered. And that's that's something that you really have to pay close attention to, especially when the weather gets bad. And and you start getting into snow, you start getting into higher risk. And folks, that's just a really, really, really stupid time to be out delivering. And if you don't know for sure about whether your insurance covers you, you got to find out. But the bottom line is, safety is a factor. And so these are some things that you got to think about. You can make some good money when the weather gets bad, but you can also have a lot of things really drag you down. And so those are some things that you get, just got to balance. Now, I just want to kind of cover a few thoughts uh, for you to think about as far as how to handle those bad weather deliveries. And I'm not going to really call it advice as much as these are just some things that have come from my own experience. And the first thing that I would tell you is if you're going to go out and deliver in bad weather, crank up your price, folks. Set your price higher. And I mean way, 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 way higher. Here's the deal, folks. You're going out there. You're busting your butt. You're trying to get people. You're trying to get food to other people. At a time, they don't want to go out in that weather, so they're going to pay you to do that. Well, if you're going to go out in worse weather than usual, you're going to go out there in a higher risk situation. You're you're out there with a, a real possibility of getting into an accident or something. The weather's crappy. You're miserable. And folks, you just deserve more for going out and deliver that. You shouldn't be out there delivering in those conditions. You know, one thing you could call it hazard pay, but you shouldn't have to be out there in those conditions and only make the same thing that you're making on a normal night. It's just, it doesn't make sense. And so you got to be the one to set your price because the problem is, is too often the companies aren't doing it. And sometimes when they are, they're not doing it in a way that makes a lot of difference. So you've got to kind of take control of that. But what does that mean when I say to set your price higher? You know, how do you get your price higher? Because we can't set the delivery fees. Now, if you listen to me enough, you kind of know what I'm going to say. You set your price through accepting and rejecting delivery offers. And so if a delivery does not meet your price, you just say no. If you listen to me enough, you hear me talk about the 40 cent rule. And what I do, but what I mean by that is you're setting a price and for example, 40 cents a minute, I've got to be able to make 40 cents a minute on a delivery for me to accept that offer. And that is my price. And so if a delivery offer doesn't allow me to meet that, I say no. Now, obviously you can set whatever price that's appropriate for you, but Here's the idea, though, is that when the weather's really bad, you got to bump that up and you got to bump it up a lot. And there's two reasons for that. And one is that I said before, you really should be making more. Uh, If you're going out in those conditions, you should be earning more. And the other reason that you got to bump that up is because things do slow down. So like for me, I'm usually saying I'm kind of evaluating it now on whether or not it's 60 cents or more. Now, the reason for that is usually I'm kind of evaluating this delivery and the distances and how much it's going to take based on somewhat normal conditions. So if I'm setting it at 60 cents a minute, 
bottom line is it's probably paying closer to 45 or 50 cents because things are just slower. And so here's the one thing, though. There's no way I'm taking a freaking pay cut to go out and deliver this stuff. So you've got to set your prices higher because it takes longer. And that means you're actually making less per minute on a, you know, on, let's say, a delivery that normally pays $10 is going to pay you less per minute in bad weather than that same delivery at that same price in normal conditions. And you don't want to put yourself in that position. You don't use the same standards. You've got to set your price higher. The second thing that I would tell you is shorten your delivery ranges. And this is especially true when when the roads are just getting really bad. Uh, you get a point where you know the roads get snowpacked or the rain is just so heavy that that it just doesn't make sense to drive at normal speeds, right? And sometimes it gets so bad that all the other traffic can't drive at normal speeds and you're stuck behind you know somebody that's uh, trying to drive around in a rear wheel drive pickup and uh, shouldn't be out there in the first place. You know what I mean? Longer deliveries. They really take a hit on you because that slow time just really drags your time down. And so here's the deal is when it takes longer, you don't want to get stuck in something that's just going to all of a sudden rack up an hour trying to get the food to one person. And there's a customer service element in all of this because here's the deal, folks, is none of these companies are good at recognizing the weather conditions when it comes to dispatching. And and in particular for me... Grubhub is about 70% of my business. and But this is the problem is that Grubhub is really bad at this. And I'm going to tell you that in normal situations, even in normal situations, I think you are a far better judge of what kind of delivery is going to be in the customer's best interest and, and is going to be a good situation for a customer. And when the weather gets bad, it just gets even worse. The the example that I use a lot is, you know, one time that uh, I had a Grubhub order that they had me pick up two orders from an ice cream place. It was midsummer. It was hot out. It was hotter than I'll get out at out there. And the customers were both about five to six miles away in opposite directions. I literally had to drive past the ice cream place on the way back. And it's like, you know, there's no way I'm taking that delivery where the ice cream is going to be in my car long enough to go five miles one way, then come back, and then go five miles the other. And uh, they don't always think of the stuff that's going to be the best. And we keep going back to those bad situations for the customers. And you know what? We can't we can't make sure that every customer is going to get their food in the right time. But what you can do is you can evaluate how much are you able to get food to customers in a timely manner. And, you know, and if you're not able to, then say no to those deliveries. And uh, because basically what that means is that puts it on the shoulders of Grubhub or DoorDash or Uber Eats. Then when you say no, because there's no way that you're going to get that food to the customer in good condition because it's just going to take that long uh, because it's too long of a delivery for the weather conditions. Basically, the fault of them not being able to deliver this lays squarely on the shoulders of the delivery company for not recognizing that, you know what, we shouldn't even be taking this order in the first place. So shorten your delivery ranges. 
I think a third thing that I would recommend you want to do is kind of adjust your po- your philosophy and your ideas on how you use multiple applications. And um, sometimes that's going to be that's going to mean you might want to be a little more willing to use multiple apps. Sometimes that might mean you're going to want to narrow it down to just using one. It depends on the situation, and I'll explain why it's different in both ways. You know, here's here's why you might want to consider using multiple apps more often, and I'll go back to what I was just saying about using Grubhub 70% of the time. And uh, it, they tend to be just the most steady, the most consistent. They are the most likely to, on just at any given time and any given part of the day, that the order that they offer is likely to meet my price that 40 cents a minute, right? And the problem, though, is that with Grubhub, when things get really busy, at least in my market, I've hardly ever seen them pay anything extra for deliveries at that time. So things are just busy, things are slow, things, all of this, and Grubhub's paying the same amount of money. And uh, and I think on top of that, lately, they've had this way of they're starting to kick out a lot of texts and a lot of messages through the app that are saying, hey, things are busy. We're starting to offer these bonuses and things like that. So it makes it look like, okay, they're going to pay more. The problem is, is you go out there and they don't pay any more. And when you really examine what they are offering and what they're supposedly promising, they're not promising a thing because the text is saying, we're going to give you up to a certain amount. And then they're going to say, and we're going to do it on select orders. And you read between the lines, that means we may not give you anything. And if we do, it might only be a penny. And so you get so many times that you receive those texts and you deliver and they don't give you anything. And after a while, you just say, yeah, I'm not doing anything based on anything that they're promising. I saw this kind of the issue that I run into is that when that really starts to get crazy like that, Grubhub's not cranking up what they're paying, and that's when I start to turn on Uber Eats or DoorDash. And, uh, you know, those two in particular get really aggressive as far as offering extra pay, and they tend to come through on what they promised a lot better than Grubhub does anyway. And they're not as bad, I guess, with those seven-mile-away offers. They, they tend to do a lot better when things get real busy at keeping those delivery offers reasonably close to you. Uh, they they seem to do a lot better at just getting efficient about trying to get the drivers at least to the ones that they're close to so that they can get more deliveries in. And so I find that in those situations, it makes a lot more sense to start paying attention to those other apps instead of, you know, a lot of times when I get into those peak times, in normal circumstances, I'll work just Grubhub because they're going to take care of me and they keep me running. But then you start to get this bad weather or something like that. And and it's like they, they kind of go in opposite gear, you know, in reverse as far as that goes. And at those times, it makes sense to start looking at what the other apps are offering. So sometimes you might want to be paying more attention to what some of the other op- apps are offering and start using a multiple apps more often in that bad weather. But I'm also going to tell you that there are times that multi-apping sometimes doesn't work. And uh, and where I really find this to be the case when uh, the weather gets really bad is that uh, every once in a while you get into a situation like that. And like I said, sometimes you get some of these and they're a lot better at recognizing that, okay, we've got to be better in the way we're dispatching. 
And there are just times you get into a groove. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever experienced that where you take an order with somebody and right away they're hitting you with another one and it's just like they're feeding you good offer after good offer. And sometimes you get into that and you don't want to disturb that sometimes. I don't think you want to interrupt that consistency and that flow. And if if you've got one that is taking care of you and and they're giving you good offer after good offer, I think sometimes it makes more sense just to run with what's working there. And I think the other thing that you got to keep in mind too is, you know, sometimes you can run a, um, you pick up an order for somebody and you're delivering. And so the app stays kind of quiet for a little bit and you don't get anything until you drop off or you're close to dropping off. But when you're turning on more than one app, you know, and you're delivering for one, the other three, you're not delivering for. And so what they're doing is they're hitting you rapid fire. And all of a sudden your phone is just blowing up. You know, you're just getting offer after offer after offer. And I know that DoorDash and Uber Eats, both uh, Postmates too, I, all three of them can really be rapid fire with those offers. And as soon as you turn one down, another one's hitting your phone. And that can, that can be distracting. That can be disorienting. And and the other problem is, on top of that, if all of this is happening, you especially don't want to be driving in that situation because when the weather's bad, you've got to have full concentration on the road. And so if the weather's that bad that you've got to be really careful and you've got to be really watching what's going on, that's one time that you don't want to have four different apps all blowing up at you, all hitting you with these annoying notification sounds. And and so there are times that you've got to kind of keep that in mind. So one last piece of advice that I would give you then as far as delivering in bad weather is you've just got to know when to say when. There comes a point where you've just got to make that decision that this is no longer a great idea. Folks, I know that, you know what, if, if, uh, DoorDash is offering you $14 extra per delivery. That makes it awful tempting, doesn't it? But I'm going to tell you what, there is no $14 bonus that makes it worth getting into an accident. There is no $14 bonus that makes it worth wiping out on the ice and throwing your back out or breaking a limb and keeping you from being able to deliver. And so you've got to really be paying attention to the bigger picture. And, and there are times where it's the safety issue. Is it getting to a point where I'm, I don't know that I feel safe anymore? Is it getting to a point where the risk is too bad? Is it getting where you're starting to see cars sliding all over the place and you're really hoping that they don't hit you? You know what I mean? And the other side of it is, you also want to be keeping track of just how you're doing. Because like I said, I have noticed that in the really bad weather where it can be awesome and just on a dime, all of a sudden it turns south. And all of a sudden, now you're starting to get a lot of cancellations or you're starting to get, you know, the the weather has progressed to the point where you can't get around as quickly and now you're really dragging. And now all of a sudden you're making less per hour. You just want to keep a a finger on the pulse of when that's starting to turn. Because I think when you get to the point where you're starting to make less money, that's when it's time to wrap it up. 
When you get to the point where you don't feel safe, when you get to the point where you just think that there's too much of a chance of getting into an accident, when you get to a point where you're not sure your car is going to make it through anymore, it's time to go home, folks. I know that's not easy. I, I there, there have been a lot of times where I decide to go home. I just say, that's it. And as I'm hitting home, the one thing I haven't done is turn off a couple of the apps. And all of a sudden, there is just these gorgeous looking offers coming up on my phone. It's like a siren song, you know. And I hate the idea of sitting out there knowing that, man, I could be making some good money on these deliveries. But the bottom line is no boost in earnings, no bonus or anything are worth putting yourself at risk of doing something that could really hurt your livelihood over a longer period of time. You might make $14, $20, $40, more, but you could be losing a whole lot more if you're not careful about it. Bottom line is, folks, when it comes to bad weather, I just really encourage you to be smart around the decisions you make around the weather. Now, we're coming up on the later part of December, and we've already had some historically bad weather, at least around here, for this early in the winter. And we've still got January, February, and March ahead. And snowstorms in particular can be a great time to deliver. But when you're doing more, and when you're putting yourself at risk, and when you're braving the bad weather, you know, one thing you want to make sure you're not doing is giving yourself a pay cut. And so don't get yourself into a situation where you're earning less because of the hindrances of the weather. And don't get yourself into a situation where you're just at risk. Know when the opportunities are awesome and take advantage of it, but also know when it doesn't make sense and just say, no, I'm not going to do it. Folks, that kind of wraps it up for today. And uh, I definitely didn't shorten this up any at all this week. But I want to thank you, as always, for uh, tuning in on the, this episode. And if any of the information that I'm providing, either through the podcast or the website, is helping you at all in any way, could you do me a favor and please spread the news. Let people know about this website because that helps us get found. And if we can get found, that means we can help more people to take control of their business, like I hope that I'm helping you do, and to better maximize their profits and to better enjoy life as a business owner doing delivery for Grubhub, Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. In the meantime, folks, the one last thing that I ask you, as I always do, please go out there, take control of your life, take control of your earnings, take control and go out there and be the boss. <laughs>